Welcome back to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker is here with me, and we are here for another Friday morning episode. Chris, why don't you start us off like we always do with the weather? In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny and 90. With a sunny weekend in Houston, Texas, it is sunny 94. With rain moving in for Sunday. Chicago, Illinois, it is mostly sunny, 80 degrees with a mostly sunny weekend. And in New York City, it is sunny, 78, with a sunny weekend. I like sun. I will not, I will not uh, complain about sun. Enjoy it. Before you know what winter is going to be here. Well, yeah, and uh, speaking, you know, talking about sun there's been a like huge storm just hovering over my house for the past couple hours so some sun sounds really nice right about now but we have both of us here again uh for this morning's episode chris how have you been it's been a bit um you know you were here wednesday for dumb law but anything to update us with anything going on nope my no. life is same old, same old excitement. Mm. Well, I gotta say, and I've been talking about this uh, quite a bit in the intros for the past couple episodes, but I'll mention it one more time here. Um, I've started college. Uh, my classes have officially begun. Um, at the time of recording this, I have experienced my first full day. Um, definitely didn't go over smoothly but I don't think in most cases the first day for anyone's college experience goes exactly to plan so (laughs) I'm not terribly panicked at this point but it was definitely an interesting day and I did uh did get a little bit of you know my first assignments done which was kind of exciting um but no, it's definitely been an interesting day, and I can only imagine what the rest of this week is going to hold. Well, you know, Nick, I'm glad that your first full day went just so peachy for you. I'm telling you, it will get better. It will get better. It always does. I mean, I, mm. I know it gets better. I know it'll get smoother as as I move along throughout all of this. But and honestly, by the end of the day today, um, by the time I finish doing anything college related. I mean, I felt a little calmer. I wasn't quite as stressed out or filled with anxiety as I was during the morning, but I, I do hope it improves at least a little bit because I don't, I, I can't say I loved today, um, but I didn't hate it either. So I, I'm very interested to see how tomorrow goes, um, how Friday goes, because like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, no, hope, hopefully it just smooths out a tiny bit. A tiny bit would be nice. I promise you it will, because have I ever lied to you in the past? Well... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no. I'm perfect. <laughs> uh, just, just, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I do believe you in that regard. I do believe it gets better. I do believe it'll smoothen out. I just can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> oh, it will. Trust me, buddy. Yeah. You know, as a college graduate myself, I would. Oh. Uh huh. College graduate, huh? 
You got that PhD yes. going for you. Yes, I do. Nick, your first day was kind of rough. My, it wasn't my first day of college, but my day was kind of rough too. Um, mm -hmm. I woke up this morning and decided we're going to spend a thousand dollars on a new phone. Oh, and how did this come about? Was this on purpose? Only if I was that rich to actually break the phone and have to buy a new one. Absolutely. Mm. That ad sense hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> so the phone broke, huh? Unfortunately. Mm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So you, you got the new phone. So how? Tell, tell us how exactly it broke. The dog jumped up on the bed and the phone went airborne off the freaking mattress. And <laughs> kaboom. Broke. See, and I mean, this. the sad part is this phone, that phone, has been through so much worse. Mm -hmm. Like, I've dropped it in the toilet at least a half a dozen times. Jeez. I've dropped it on, like, concrete. So, for it to fall off the bed, that was kind of frustrating. But I got a new phone. Everything's hunky-dory. Because, you know, I'm just so well-known and popular. People need to get in touch with me. Um, that I had to get it done, you know? It was mm -hmm. just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, I mean, you are right. It's, it, it's always the small things that, that kill them. Always the tiniest little mistake. Always the accidental, like, there's no way you could have helped it scenarios that end up just making it shatter. Because, I mean, yes, it, it's always our prediction that the dog's going to make your phone go you know, catapulting across the room. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly the most likely scenarios, you know, especially when you're starting your day. That's not the first thing on your mind. So I, I, no. I can understand why that'd be frustrating, but um, at least you got the new phone. At least you had the ability to get the new phone. You weren't stuck with, you know, with nothing. You were able to know what? You're right. It's always good to look on the bright side. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't consider myself always a glass half full person, but I try to be when I can. And this is one of those times like, hey, you could have had nothing at all. You know, you could be stuck. You know, you could have been stuck without a phone for the next three months. Oh, no, that that would have never happened. <laughs> but you get my point, you know, so mm -hmm. glass half full today. Glass and you know what really sucks? So you get the new phone, right? You need a new phone case, mm -hmm. obviously. So you go on Amazon, obviously. Everyone uses Amazon to get things like that. Mm -hmm. I can't be the only one. I have a gift card remaining on there of $3.21. And the case is like $8. <laughs> you know, that's a great phone case. But nevertheless, <laughs> at least you can say you got a phone case on it. Yeah, I mean, true. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot cheaper than what I paid for mine. And honestly, what I paid for mine hurts my soul, but we won't get into well, that. Well, it was probably one of the outer boxes. So you buy, get the gift card at $3.21. After taxes and everything, I had to put $4.69 on a credit card. <laughs> and that's the only thing that's going to be on the credit card this month. I think it's going to cost them more money to mail me the bill <laughs> for me to pay it. Well, at least, you know, the, I don't even have words for that part, but at least you got the phone, you got the case, 
you know, your day ended on what I'd call a high note anyway. Um, well, the worst part is I have like a hundred dollars in gift cards. Yeah. And I just can't find them. Oh, jeez, I hate when that happens. But, you know... I, I, I know where they are, but I don't know where they are. Yeah, yeah. One of those moments where you know you put it somewhere safe, but you can't figure out where that safe place is. Isn't that ironic how that always happens? <laughs> it happens to me almost every day, at least once, so... And it's always the, the things pain. that you need right now. Exactly. But you got the phone, you got the case, I got through my first day of college, everything... Uh, everything just seems to be relatively smooth sailing at this point. Rough starts to our days, uh, to our day here, but we made it. And now we're here to bring our viewers some news. That is correct. Starting with a COVID-19 update, pediatric cases across the country are on the rise, and there are more than 1,500 pediatric hospitalizations daily. Children currently account for one in four infections in the United States. And experts say we will see more children in the ICU needing intervention daily. Currently in Texas, for example, there are 300 children hospitalized and pediatric cases are on the rise while most schools across the country are starting to go back, which is making some parents concerned about sending their children back to school this fall. In the last three weeks, more than 50,000 students have tested positive across Texas. And in Florida, 13 teachers died after testing positive for COVID-19, all of whom were not vaccinated. But moving out of COVID-19, we have some new words that you're going to be hearing surrounding the Supreme Court. So you might start hearing the words shadow docket, more and more now in relation to the Supreme Court. And basically, shadow dockets all surround the controversial decisions made by the Supreme Court, such as the High Court's decision not to get involved with the Texas abortion law, ruling to end the eviction moratorium, the rule reinstating a Trump-era immigration decision, federal executions, COVID-19 restrictions, voting rights, and many more. All these controversial decisions were decided through the way of the so-called shadow docket, and now the House and Senate Judiciary Committees are going to investigate the Supreme Court for this. The normal procedures is the merits docket. And this is where the justices receive a full briefing and hear oral arguments, then deliver lengthy signed opinions. Cases decided by the shadow docket lack public transparency that come in the form of emergency relief. These briefings do not generally receive information on how each justice votes and why they came to that conclusion. These rulings generally come in the middle of the night, and the shadow docket was generally reserved for controversial petitions and mundane decision scenarios. But in recent years, the shadow docket has grown dramatically, and these types of cases that are decided under it have also shifted. Most recently, the court has been resolving politically charged disputes using the shadow docket. These shadow dockets are also influencing the lower courts and the House and Senate committees to examine the use of these shadow dockets, but there has been no date set for these hearings as of now. 
Moving right along here, we could possibly be getting some declassified September 11th government documents very soon. This is all because of an executive order that the president signed a few days ago. This all comes as we move closer to the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attack. The president is continuing to face increasing pressure from survivors and family members of the victims. The president says, quote, many Americans continue to seek full accountability for the horrific attacks. The American people deserve to have a fuller picture of what their government knows about those attacks. No later than tonight at midnight, we could possibly be getting some declassified FBI communication documents from 2016 stemming from a lawsuit brought about by the families of victims from the September 11th attacks. The president then ordered the attorney general and other heads of the government to then within 120 days complete declassification reviews of interview reports, analytical documents, investigational findings, and possibly bank records from the FBI's initial investigations into the 9-11 attacks. Within 180 days, a declassified review must be completed for all record of any individual investigations that are related to the 9-11 attacks, national or foreign. When each declassified review is completed, the Attorney General is ordered to make that information publicly available. The President specifically said, quote, indiscriminate release of classified information investigates could jeopardize national security, end quote, and he will not do that. But he said certain information should not remain classified when the public interest outweighs any national security. And speaking of 9-11, New York City is preparing for an, quote, elevated threat environment, end quote, on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attack. Experts say the increased security is due to the recent Kabul bombings in Afghanistan. The NYPD police chief said in a statement, quote, we have developed a robust security overlay for the upcoming ceremony marking the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks, end quote. The NYPD will be using explosive detection equipment, uniformed police presence by the former Twin Towers, bomb squad on site, license plate readers, heavy gun machinery, among many other things throughout the day tomorrow. There will be many memorial gatherings throughout the day within the city for people to attend. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said even though it's 20 years later, America will never forget this day. Seven people have been arrested in Surfside, Florida for stealing victims' identities in the condo collapse. Prosecutors say there is video evidence of one suspect buying an expensive purse with someone else's identity for a total of $2,500 for the purse. Suspects later attempted to buy more than $100,000 worth of merchandise using illegal obtained credit cards. This is a perfect time to remind everyone of what to look for if you are involved with a natural disaster and FEMA has been asked to assist. First off, don't trust anyone who shows up in person, calls you on the phone, 
or sends you an email offering to help but also asks for your banking information. Federal and local officials do not ask for your banking information. They are not allowed to take or accept money. Resist the pressure to act immediately. Scammers will pressure you to give them that personal banking information right away. Scammers will insist you pay by sending money through a money transfer company, such as PayPal, Venmo, or the like. Or put money on a gift card and then give them the gift card number. Finally, if they ask for your FEMA 9-digit number, that for sure is a scam. Legitimate FEMA inspectors already have that information. If you do come across a scammer impersonating a federal or local disaster worker, report it to FEMA or your local police department. Well, that is the end of the main news segment this morning, so now we get into some rapid news and I'll start us off. Britney Spears' father has filed a petition to end conservatorship after 13 years. During a tour of the flood damage in New York and New Jersey, President Biden said Hurricane Ida's destruction shows why we need to rebuild infrastructure, blaming climate change for all the recent storms. Nick, what do you have for Friday morning's good news story? All right, so this morning's story is a bit of a quicker one, but I felt that it was extremely powerful, so I wanted to share it here. And basically the story is that there's a gym that has opened up recently that is specifically working to help children and especially like infants and young toddlers um just trying to help young children kind of acclimate back into um you know social uh, the social life and socialization with other children and other people um obviously due to the pandemic most infants and young children uh, were isolated from kids their own age uh, many just had contact with close family and quite, you know, very luckily, you know, if they were lucky, um, close friends. But for the most part, they were isolated. Well, this gym is, their, their goal is basically to help these children acclimate and learn the social skills that they missed out on during the pandemic. So they learn about how to take turns, how to, um, you know, properly talk to one another, how to play nicely together, how to get along, how to share, and how to express emotions correctly. Um you know, to other children or to adults. And it's a way for these children to just kind of be, like I said, to be acclimated back into the social life um, after they missed all that time due to COVID-19. Oh, I like that. I mean, it's different. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's to get reacclimated, get out there, you know, talk, make friends, but you're also having fun at the same time, you know, because a lot of the time that happens at school, but if you're too young to go to school, I mean, you don't really have that option. So this gym, it sounds like it's fun, and it's just a way to get out there and have some fun, too. Well, yeah, because basically what they wanted to do is they wanted to find a way to help the children learn these types of skills while also making it enjoyable and making making it so that they're excited to go back because what they've been finding is, you know, after everything, 
regarding the pandemic after the past, you know, 17 months or however, you know, how many months it's been now. These kids are, a lot of them are very, very shy. They're very, very apprehensive to go uh, talk to other children or to talk to other adults. A lot of them are very, you know, uh, introverted in a way and also just scared to socialize uh, just because of everything that's happened because they've been told not to socialize for the over a year now. So to have this opportunity to uh, show them that it's okay to socialize again, um, and teaching them, teaching them these skills that they otherwise lost or didn't get a chance to learn, um, to make that experience fun, to make it exciting is all the more important because it helps them learn faster and it helps them enjoy that learning experience. I agree with you. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news. Follow us on our personal accounts so you always know what we are up to. And until Monday, everyone, have a great weekend. Bye, guys.